You're watching the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. I'm your host, John Fowler. Welcome to the podcast, along with Pastor Jay Mace in the house today. Glad to have you a part of this as well. Good morning. Your camera's locked up, and that's something. I wonder why that happens. It, it didn't happen before, did it? No. <laughs> You're stuck. You know what my dad, my dad calls me, and he says, and, you know, he's not like calling me, asking me how I'm doing, anything like that. He says, is Jay going to be on the show tomorrow? <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, yeah. <laughs> he is. Charlie, to know. Charlie, Charlie loves me. He does love you, and he my, my gives you a hard time. Up. Huh? My cords are all messed up. He gives you a hard time about it, too, doesn't he? He does. He does. That's how I know he loves me. But, you know, your mom was like that with me. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I, well, I guess. Shoot, it, we're like that with each other. We you, are. You People probably would think we didn't like each other. Oh, they would. <laughs> the way we talk sometimes to each other. But when the rubber meets the road, if, if there was anybody that I would ever want in my corner, it would be you. Because I know you, we'd fight our way out of it, wouldn't we? We would, or pray our way out of it. Absolutely, no doubt about it. We're glad to have you tuned in. Hey, do me a favor and download our app. Go to the App Store on your Android or your Apple uh, device and go to the Pulse WV Live and download that app. If you would, be sure to rank it and let us know that that you've done that and share it. Share it to the folks and let people know. Right there. There it is, right, right there. there. He's got it. I got it. He's got it. And uh, are you ever going to do a music show? I, I I keep saying, man, I'll do a skillet hour. Well, it's like see, you let me do it a time or two, and I can reach out to John Cooper and Jen Ledger and those guys and see right. if they'll come on live. Well, just like I told you, and <laughs> just like I told um, um, Grant, Grant mentioned that to me the other day. He says, "Man, I want to do a show," and, I, and here's what I told him. I said. Put it together and let me know. Yeah. And that's how I leave it. And it's like, so I'm I'm ready. But you know something? Uh, you take Carl and Becky White mm-hmm. yeah. uh, out of the Winfield Love campus. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, that uh, that Rooted is just yeah. really good. Yeah. And if you've not heard that, you can catch it on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, uh, many of the networks. And uh, they've done five so far mm-hmm. episodes. And they're really good. Yeah, they are. And so, you know, we're just really excited about, you know, if you download that app, and it's like you're getting some of the best music and teaching this side of heaven. And it's not just from me and Pastor Jay. This is, I mean, there's other ministers and, and people that we believe in at God's Help This Ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, Pastor Wright, uh, Evangelist uh, Scott Means, uh, you know, all of the tent meetings of uh, last year are all on there. Yeah. This is, this is our thousand five we've done 1500 podcasts this morning this is the fifth yeah this is the fifth one after a thousand cool pretty crazy in it for this early in the morning yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i mean but that takes care you know that would be like all that's not the preaching ones you know the the preaching ones that we do is on i I didn't mean to do that The, the preaching ones that we did that's on a different now you can get you a sweet. Yeah, now now everyone knows yeah. what I do when you take the camera off of me. I yeah. take a drink of coffee. And uh but anyway, so we're just really thankful. And if you see the uh the backdrop today, 
Christy and I were down in Grayson, Kentucky, canoeing and uh, kayaking the other day, and I took some really neat pictures. That looks cool. And uh, but that was that was really neat. So I've been sharing some of those this week. So Pastor Jay is uh, coming out of Bible school. Uh, which uh, you want I'm to... not so much. I was in New York, yeah. um, thanks yeah. to work. But the, the church is coming out of Bible school, and you ate really good up there. I did I eat saw, good. I saw some of that. It's stuff the only you... it's the only perk of business travel because everyone thinks it's like super glamorous because you're going to all these places and you're doing all this and that and the other and everything else. It's it's not really that glamorous. I'm on my feet 16 plus hours a day and I'm constantly engaged talking and and working and doing what I'm supposed to be doing and everything else but it's pretty grueling i mean you're you're pretty exhausted you know through it and everything else but i eat well you eat well i eat well yeah you're that's the, what matters and and i don't know if people people really know this about you but you you could literally go into a corner with with 100 people in the room and sit and read a book yeah you I'm you really could perfectly do that. fine that way I'm perfectly and, and you can you read it and not and block out everybody. See, that's pe- my thing. People, I can't block people out. People be talking to me and everything else like that, and and just I'm I'm completely somewhere else. Really? And yeah, they've got to like you know like say my name or do something to, to get my attention. And <laughs> my mom boys have this saying: "Is like, well, dad's in his box, you know." Really? Um, because yeah, I can just I can just tune out and. Yeah, Megan Stout um, has uh, and Andy. They've worked. You know, we've worked well together for the past ten years. And she says, "I know when not to bother you on Sunday morning <laughs> yeah. with with you know important stuff." Yeah, she says, "I wait until the next day." Or you know, she says, "Because I know that you're in a zone." Sundays are the worst time to dump on your pastor. <laughs> it is. I, it's the honest truth. And I don't really? say that for me. I say that for any pastor. I mean, because, you know, they're, they're focused on the message. They're focused on the thing. God reveals things to you while you're preaching. Yeah. I mean, he reveals things to you about the church, about the congregation, about things people are dealing with and, and everything else. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on there besides just the message. Yes. And, um, you know, and so after the message, you're, you're processing all of that and everything else. So, you know, so that you can give it the proper meditation and and proper, you know, spiritual attention. And so there's all of these dynamics going and, um, yeah, Sundays are, 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 or at least, you know, before service and the first two or three hours after service. Right. Worst worst time in the world to dump on your pastor. Yeah, because if somebody comes up to and, uh, to you and says, hey, I need to talk to you for a minute, you know it's like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not yet. I've, I've, got a, I've got a bunch of uh, amazing people who yeah. do, do a really good job of shielding me from a lot of that. And yeah. I, I appreciate them because, you know, they know where I'm at and – and so yeah. forth and so they they take on a lot of that burden and then and then talk with me about it later and and you know we we do what we're supposed to do we minister to the people and and you know when you think about the throngs of people that were just constantly you know doing that with Jesus because they had never had that kind of revelation they'd never had that kind of healing ministry they've never had I've never had anyone engage them Mm-hmm. On such an intimate level, like Jesus did, mm-hmm. and and you know, in our frailty as man, you know, we we look at those examples and we're just like, man, 
Yeah. You know, how did how did he keep his you know, how did he keep you know yeah. his um his focus that much and with that many people and um you know, because it's it is exhausting. It's it's mentally, spiritually um exhausting sometimes and um you know to see all of the things that that jesus responded to yeah. i mean it's just that much more praiseworthy when you you know when you see our frailty and and then you see the yeah. things he did in comparison and you think man and you see um, that on the chosen savior. you can see savior. that on chosen yeah there's a really great scene of that on chosen where yeah. he comes walking into the camp and it's it's so funny because they're arguing about you know who's who's done more and who's achieved more and you know who's closer to him and who he likes more and you know they're all having their little wine fit about um about those things and here he comes barely able to stand and his mom has to go and and take his his sandals off because he he can't even get them off to to get into bed and and everything else his feet very much uh very much one of those moments where you're just like that's it that yeah, that's it. You know, I I often think, you know, with, you know, Christy and, and Barbara, Matthew, Christy, my wife and Barbara did a podcast one time. Uh, and it was uh, they were talking about the int- int- intimacy of Jesus. Mm. And and I happened to be here. I was running the board that day um, and they they just all of a sudden swung it my way. And they said. They said, uh, you know, Barb was talking about and Christy were, they were talking about, you know, it's like I feel like that, you know, I can just sit up in his arms and, you know, and him hold me and, you know, and and uh, just the love of God and that kind of thing. And then they looked at me and said, you know, how do you have a relationship with God? And I said, I don't have any kind of relationship like that with God. <laughs> and they said, what? I mean, it's like they're arguing with me on, on the air. Right. And they, I said, no, I don't have a relationship like that with God. I said, the relationship that I have with God is I look at him and say, what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I'm serious. I mean, I'm serious when I say that because yeah. has he held me? Yes. Has he comforted me? Yes. Has he helped me? But I mean, even in the death of your mother, he tells me, there's no time to grieve. I have a job for you to do. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it's like, and that's, I, and that's biblical. I yeah. mean, you know, I don't of, have that the, relationship. One with of God the people, like one of the people that followed him. And if memory serves, I don't think it necessarily tells us which one, but they came to him and they said, you know, can I, you know, can I go bury my oh, father? Yeah. Or was it his father? I think it was his, somebody. Yeah. Cause there was two and or three. Everything examples. else. And Jesus response was let the dead bury their dead. And I mean, man yeah talk about a harsh saying from the yeah. lord that's i mean that's i know god saying. i know god loves me and i yeah. know god loves you but we're on a mission yeah and there's and and there's no time for and i'm not they i'm not discrediting what my wife and barb were talking about that day what i'm saying they were talking about the love of god but then they looked at me and, and asked me about my relationship with god and i said i don't have that at all <laughs> it's yeah. like you know but I know he loves me. But there's those moments. Yeah. And I think are. we, you know, because we've had them together. So, oh, yeah. you know, we both have those moments where we're just so overwhelmed by his presence. That, yes. You know, we just, we, you know, we're just on our knees and we just weep. Yeah. And, and the tears just flow. And um, I think that's when we're held. Yeah. You know, I, think I think that's so. I think so when we, we have that moment of, 
of just lean back, you know, yeah. and and rest on yeah. him uh, for just a moment. You know, yeah. I can remember, you know, times I ha- I have moments like that in the house, mm-hmm. and the boys were younger, and everything else, and they'd be like, "Mom, what's wrong with Dad? Nothing's wrong with Dad. He just yeah. needs a moment." Yeah, you know, and and you know, we get those. And, yeah. and sometimes we we're so in the throes of things yeah. that we don't even see it coming. And it's almost like God just like, nope, yeah. you know, and he blocks everything off. Says, I'm going to love on me today. he just overwhelms us. And, <laughs> yeah. and we just have one of those times and, and one of those moments where we're just completely in his presence. Yeah. That um, was pretty awesome. Yeah. I had so. a word spoken over me, L.A. I don't know if you got to ever got to meet L.A., but he... He was at our church a few weeks ago, and I met him through Scott Means and the tent me- tent meetings that we were having, that Scott was having. And L.A. is just, a, just him and his wife, just wonderful people. And I said, can you just pray over me? Just pray pray whatever the Lord says. And he, he, started, he started giving me a word from heaven. And, man, I just I was broke. Yeah. I was broke. Yeah. And I couldn't hardly talk about it. I, I even was talking about it coming home uh, with John and Cynthia and Christy and me in a car, and I just broke. Yeah, you know, and to know that God, God knows what you're doing. And I've looked at God before, in in respect, and said, I gotta have some help here. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've said that. I've said, God, I have got to. I I can't. I'm 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 bumping my head against the wall. Yeah. I need you to clear this out for me. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely times that yeah, I've I've looked at him and like, this is bigger a than whole me. lot bigger than me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, um, you know, you've, you've got to, you know, you've, you've got to be in front on, on this, you know, because it's, it's bigger than me. And, you know, I know the word and, and I know the counsel of the word, but, um, you know, this is a whole lot bigger than, than me. So, so you understand exactly where I'm at. Oh, hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. hundred percent. But isn't that the truth though, that we all need to be working for him? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, right in the middle of it. And, and you know, Christy and I were out on the on the lake down at Grayson the other day. And it was so calm. Mm. And and I told Christy, I said, honey, this is where Jesus wants us. Yeah. In the calm. Yeah. Because he takes care of the storm part. Yeah. He wants us to walk in. He wants us to walk in the calm, walk in the peace, walk in the tranquility of him. And he'll take care of the rest of yeah. it. Yep. And the sooner we realize that. The better off, the better off we are. Because it makes because you tired. It's too the much enemy, energy. Yeah, I think I even said this Sunday. The enemy wants to to frustrate us and and ruin our focus and distract. Yeah, he wants to distract frustrate us and, distract. And, and ruin our focus and everything else. Because if he can frustrate us, you know, well then our emotions get involved, and our and our emotions are of the flesh, and the flesh does what it wants to please itself. Yeah, you know, it doesn't want to please the Lord. It wants to please itself. Yeah. And, you know, and so, you know, he tries to play with our emotions. And then number two, if he can distract us, well, then we lose focus. And if we lose focus, you know, then then maybe we're not hearing from heaven. So, you know, I think I think those are his biggest tools are, um, you know, frustration and and distraction and, and trying to, you know, force us to, you know, respond from from the flesh rather than respond from the spirit. And, you know, a lot of times in those moments and in those times when when he's creating chaos, we just need to take a moment, mm-hmm. be still, 
Yes. Right. And and know that he's God. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's the I think that's the biggest thing. And I was sharing with you know some last night we had a kind of an upper room prayer meeting uh, type thing at at um, uh, at the church last night, and um, you know there was this long silence where we were just praying and seeking and everything else. And and I kind of sensed, you know, that everyone's like, Oh, do I need to say something? Oh, you know, this mm. is everything else. And I was like, guys, sometimes it's okay. And, and more than not, it's okay Yeah, to just be still. Yeah. And no, and this is, this is one of those times where, you know, we just be still and know, yeah. you know, that he's God. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. We all, we all need that. And the more, the more we step into that, you know, the more we're slow to speak and, and the more we are to go. Cause you know, normally a running mouth mm-hmm. is, is someone who's not, not that intimate spiritually right right there doesn't mean that they're not a good person doesn't mean they're not saved so don't put words into my mouth it just means that they're dealing with the situation with the scenario they're dealing with that according to their logic according to their wisdom according to their emotions according to all of the things that the bible essentially tells us to step out of Mm -hmm. sometimes the confidence comes and just being still yes. and knowing that that God has it under That's control. That's real good. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I think the more we step into that, the more powerful we we become because we become more reliant yeah. and more not necessarily reliant, but more trusting. Yeah. That, OK, this this isn't beyond him. And because it's not beyond him, it's not beyond me. Have you ever given somebody <clears throat> as, as somebody ever? Uh, let me back up. Because what, here's what I wrote beep, down. Beep, yeah. beep, be, beep, be, be comfortable in the silence. Yes. People need to learn to be comfortable yeah. in the silence. Mike Spangler, dear friend of mine at uh, one of the banks that I worked at, I learned this from him. It's like when you hand him like a loan review that needs to be signed off on, he showed me how to, to, to give it to him. He wanted to know this, 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 and this. So I learned all that. And then when you hand it to him and you sit down, you don't say nothing. There's nothing worse. And, and you've probably had people do this to you, too. They hand you something to read, and then they start talking about it. Mm. And you can't read it because you're listening to them. Right. And, uh, and so another lady that I worked with, we were in the office. We were working on something together. And, uh, and, and she was just... She handed it to to Mike, and he was she was yep 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 yep. yep. He looks at her and says, "Hedrick, will you shut up?" Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and so she sat down, and she sat down because I was already sitting there saying nothing. I think, oh, this is going to be ugly. Yeah. And uh, and and so you you have to learn that silence is not an uncomfortable. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. an uncomfortable thing. No. Well, a lot of people want what they want. Yeah. You know, so they're 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 you know they're quick to have that, you know that that run on, you know what they want, why they think we should want it, and everything else. You know what I, you know, in in my work too, very very similar but very different. You know, we'll have an issue or we'll have, 
you know, a project and, you know, we deal with global panels and global things all over the place. So we're, we're dealing with a lot of different constructs and, you know, my, my project managers will come to me and they'll, they'll kind of be in panic mode. Well, they want me to panic too. <laughs> well, if you I if panic. I panic, then we all panic, you know, and we pee our pants and accomplish nothing, right? And so, you know, they they come, they bring me the problem, you know, they they give me the details, and then I'm like, okay, okay, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, the client sent an email like ten minutes ago. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to tell you to respond to the client and and say something that isn't productive, right? right. So I'm going to think about it. I'm going to weigh the options. Going to weigh the scenario. Going to think through my experiences and yeah. everything else like that, and so consider true. how to respond to the issue. Yeah, You know, if I just run around peeing my pants all the time, every time <laughs> something comes up, you want to know how many mistakes we're going to make and how many bad decisions we're going to make and, and everything else. Just because you need to, you know, gratify your panic in this moment. Right. No, I'm, I'm not really going to operate right. that way. I'm going to I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to yeah. evaluate. You know all of the options. Somebody's got to be calm and, through it. and respond. Yeah, because yeah. if everyone if everyone steps into chaos, then all you have is chaos. Right. Right. So you know, I I like and I appreciate those who don't step into chaos. Those right. who take a step back, think something through, yeah. and um, you know, and come to you know a concerted decision on yeah. on something. Um, you know, don't yeah. like being manipulated. Right. You know, don't like chaos. Don't like all these things. I like the be still and know yeah. aspect of uh, of things. And when we when we surrender to that, and we surrender to that type of intimacy with the Lord, yeah. um, where we're just confident yeah. in Him, right? Confident enough in Him that I don't have to panic. Confident enough in Him that I don't have to speak right now. Right. Confident enough in Him that I don't have to make a decision right now. I can just trust Him to see this play out. Right. Um, you know, it, it changes. Yeah. Changes things, and, and you make less mistakes. You do. You make less mistakes in your judgment and in your you to clean in up. your decision making and everything else like that because you know you allow the Lord to lead. Yeah, that's good stuff. So. Pastor Jay's on uh, this past week, uh, <clears throat> Jesus Together, Part 22. And one of the things that, that you said uh, in, in your sermon that I really liked, and I, I just want to ask you a question here about it. it. You said to choose Jesus over the stuff. So can you define, and then I've got a second part to that, after you define what is stuff? Anything but Jesus. Anything I, you but know, Jesus. And, and I know that sounds like, uh, there's the, but, but it really kind of is because the stuff is different for all of us. Right. Right. The, the stuff that, um, pulls me away from Jesus. My stuff is different than your stuff. Your right. stuff is different than, you know, the next person's stuff, even as, even as spouses, 
you know, our stuff is, is different, right? Our finances might be the same. Our vehicle situation might be the same. Our, um, our house situation and, and needs might be the same and everything else like that. But the things that grip us and, and try to pull us away from God and away from, um, from seeking Jesus in our life, those are all different because what, what works on me might not work on you and, and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. so I think I kind of briefly listed during, during the sermon that, you know, that might be your job. It might be your bank account. It might be your kids. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest idols in people's lives today is their kids. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in unhealthy levels and, um, you know, it does. You know, it doesn't mean that your kids aren't important. But a lot of marriages break up today because of of an unhealthy grasp on on how to parent and and how to be uh, a wife and a husband first. You know, bef- before you're a parent, sometimes yeah. and and being a good parent has everything to do with being a good husband and and being a good wife. And, you know, so when we talk about stuff, and that's just one example, but when we talk about stuff, it can be a lot of different things, man. I mean, anything that takes our focus off of Jesus and being like Jesus and seeking him and pursuing him, um, you know, can be the stuff. Right. Not everything's bad, Right. But the level with which we allow it to hold us and control us can be bad, right? Is there a like I love, I, I, I love, I love the Steelers, right? I'm a huge Steeler fan, right? But I can be a fan to a point and a place that it's obsessive, and I am more focused on it and out of balance spiritually because. Hey, it's football season. Everything revolves around this. And yes, I go home. We have a family thing. It's a tradition. We go home, we sit down, we watch the ball game together as a family and and do our thing right. and, and so forth. <laughs> but, you know, I can make that unhealthy real quick, right. right, if I want. And I can lose my perspective on, on Jesus real quick right. if I want. Um you know, so I, I think the thing, the point of that point is more about guarding our heart, right? Because the heart's evil. The Bible teaches us that. Yeah. The heart is evil and everything else. You know, someone says, I want to speak from my heart. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa I don't need that. You know, <laughs> right. you know, I, I don't need that, evil. right? You know, speak speak to me from, you know, from your your intimacy with the Lord. Speak, speak to me according to what He's showing you and what He's revealing. Don't, don't, yeah. you know, don't implode on me from from your flesh. Right. And you know, so I think when we talk about the stuff, you know, I think we're talking about anything that is too elevated in our life, especially if it's elevated above the Lord. Yeah. And and that we have to be careful with that. Can, can a person find balance with Jesus and the stuff? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I, I think we should. If not, something's out of perspective. So if, so if a person prays, like for an example, if a person prays uh, about, a, uh, about a boat, and they have a boat, and, they get, and God gives them a boat, but then they take the boat out on Sunday, 
and they're not in church. That's an that's not a good balance. That's not a good no, balance. No, that's not a good balance. You should be in church. Yeah, but if they but if they pray for a boat and God gives them a boat, then the boat comes second nature to God to make sure it doesn't become a priority over him. Yeah, and that would be the stuff. Yeah, that would be the stuff. But it could also be well. And and here's a, here's a really good. Here's a really good example. I was talking to someone earlier this week who's who's troubled um, about someone because they're this in, incredibly spiritual individual, but yet they can't exist in church culture. They they can't, um, you know they they can't bring themselves down to the level of the everyday church people or everyday church person, right? And and so they have to do, you know, they they essentially have to forsake the assembling of yourselves together so they can have it their way. Oh, wow. Right? Um, and, you know, and, and to me, that's almost having your, your spirituality out of whack, right? Yeah. Because... How are you how are you ministering to people? Right? It's like your spirituality has become about you and not about God. Right? Uh-huh. And because, you know, our spirituality should should make us servants. Yes. Right? It shouldn't make us, you know, elevated in in any way. If anything, it should humble us. The the closer we get to God, the closer we walk with Jesus, the more humble. Right? Right? And and less self-seeking we should become, right? If we're not able to abide with those who who need to grow and need to who be stronger, if if we can't accept leadership, right? You know, then you know, scripture tells us pretty clearly we're bastardizing ourselves mm-hmm. if if we can't take correction. Yeah. And and those things. So, you know, I I would I would uh, I told him I told the person that, that came to me, I said, I would be concerned, too. Right. I would be concerned, too, um, because if we become so spiritual that we can't do the things Jesus did right, and, and behave in a manner similar um, to him with the same goals and desires and heart, um, you know, for ministry that he had— um, then something's out of whack somewhere. Yeah. I'm not saying the person's a bad person, not yeah. saying, you know, they need to be wadded up and thrown away. I'm just saying something's out of whack. And, right. and so when we talk about stuff, we can get ourselves out of whack, Yeah, you know, spiritually. That's um, true. Uh, the same as anything else. Yeah, because if you're that way, if a person is that way, there's a fall ahead. Yeah. And uh, every time, yeah. you know. And that's... A, that's basically the word. Word of God talks about that as a haughty spirit. Yeah. You know, we have to be careful. Yeah, we you do. Know, in yeah. in those areas, so you can get a balance. But most people are either one way or the other. There's it's hard to find that. I, I know my mentor James Ashworth loved to play golf, mm. and uh, he said I love to play golf. And he said the Lord spoke to me one day about it. He said he, he said I'd like to have that time that mm. that you that you're playing golf. I'd like to have that time. Yeah. And so he gave it up. You know, I, 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 I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, coming back into the ministry after, uh, 
you know, about five to six years out of, of full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I filled time with things that weren't that important. And, and as the ministry grew and as the heart for ministry grew and as the desire for ministry grew, right. those things became less and less a part of, of what I did and who I was. Right. So, yeah, I get that. When it comes to when it comes to a place of of finding a place of power, favor, hope, and promise, we need to look past ourselves. Because if we're going to find these these things of of power and favor and hope and promise, how do we look beyond ourselves to walk in all those things? We have to look to Jesus. You know, I can't provide favor. Right. Right. For myself, let alone anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. I can pray for favor for you. Yeah. But I can't provide it. Wow. That's good. Right. Um, I can I can pray for hope for you, but I can't provide it. I can pray for joy for you, but I can't provide it. I can pray for peace for you, but I can't provide it. Right. Because if I provide it, I'm providing it as the world provides it. Wow. Right. I'm I'm providing a a fleshly worldly answer to your problem. Right? right? And that's that is our problem is we're looking for a fleshly worldly resolve to whatever our issue is. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's why we have so many issues with depression, so many issues with anxiety, um so many issues um you know with those things in the church, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, we, <laughs> you know, f- fake book as as I call it, and and I'm on I'm on Facebook. You know, the church has a Facebook page. We post things. Sometimes sure. I'm on stupid fo- uh, conference calls at work that could have been an email, and instead you're spending an hour on the phone just saying the same things over and over and over again, and everything <laughs> else like that. And so I'm kind of scrolling Facebook because I've heard this like three different times, and everything else. And, and so I'll share some things I see that I think are good or, or whatever. But, you know, I, my existence and who I am isn't comprised by what's on my Facebook feed, right? right. And and I scroll through there sometimes and, and I see, you know, people who, you know, are, are of one age and they make themselves look like a 12-year-old with all of these filters, these filters and, and these... <laughs> you know, eyes that are three times the size and, and lips that are double the size and, and, you know, whatever that thing is that you do to take all the wrinkles away and, and oh, there's a thing you can and, do that with? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. And, uh, well, I, I know it because I see people's pictures. And I'm right. like, you don't look anything like that. Why do people do um, that? I think because they're so unhappy with, with who they are Yeah, that they need to project who they want to be yeah. and who they think will make them happy, which is exactly my answer. If I'm providing fulfillment to to your need of peace and to your you know your need of, of joy and to your need of self-esteem, and if I'm providing a fleshly, worldly response to that, right? It's it's not a fulfilling response to that. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I can pray for that for you, but I can't do that for you, right? Right. The only way we come to full power, full glory, full promise, full peace, full joy, and all of that in our life and overflow it, yeah, right? Which is what we're called to, or what we're promised at least, right? The only way I come to that is is through Jesus. I don't come to, to that kind of of life. I don't come to that kind of mindset. I don't come to that kind of persona. Mm-hmm of myself or of anyone else. And if I'm reliant on on others to it, then it's going to come and go. And right. I'm going to have ups and downs. I'm going to battle depression. I'm not going to be happy with myself. I'm I'm going to project who who I'd really like to be but will never be because I'm not finding my fulfillment in Jesus. And, and, you know, I think that's, I think that's a huge problem. I think social media now, as I was saying a minute ago, you know, not only did we have filters where we can fake ourselves, but now we have all this AI stuff where you can upload pictures to AI and it'll, it'll make you look like whatever you want it to be and everything else. Well, yeah, people are posting pictures. I went, I'm thinking, that's you not know, you? is that is that a is that a painting because it kind of resembles you but it's not really you right. and everything else now people are using that stuff as their facebook pictures and and whatnot and I'm just like man someone <laughs> uh well I'm not gonna say that because um I'll make it mad you know <laughs> people want to know why you don't speak to them when right. when you run into them. not people you see every day or right. every week or whatever but people you maybe see once a month or or maybe less right and you you run into them at Walmart and you don't speak or whatever well I don't even know what you look like anymore because right. you're doing all this crazy yeah. stuff and and then I see the real you and it doesn't look anything like you're, Cause you're you putting up and you know one thing that I've learned I'm being funny I but, know you are one thing that I'm serious too one, that's the truth. <laughs> You know, one thing that I've learned is that we need to trust the wrinkles. Mm. We need yeah. to trust the wrinkles and admire the scars. Yeah. Because those are the people that have been where you haven't. Yeah. And so I, if I have wrinkles, which I have very few, but if I, if I have wrinkles, because we're still young, I mean, but, you know, gray hair I've got, but in wrinkles I don't. Yeah. Um, but I've got some scars. Yeah. And we need to admire those scars. And people need to admire the scars because we've been not that not that anybody's arrived, but you know, we're, you've we're, overcome. You've overcome. You've and overcome. but but yeah. you got a scarf because of it. Yeah. And but we shouldn't live there anymore. No. A lot of people are so proud of their scars, they still live in their scars. And they talk about and, it, don't they? Yeah. And yeah. they, you know, um, and they've they've made that part of their existence, yeah, right, because it gets them attention or or whatever. What well, doesn't get you the right kind of attention, no. right? And that that's why I'm saying, my fleshly response isn't the response you need, right? You you need a a spiritual godly response to your need, yeah, and and to your your need of peace and your need of joy and your need of power and 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 those things that that should not be a fleshly response that's good that should be a godly response and what those and what those wrinkles are and what those scars are it's experience it's experience and you know you have mentors i have mentors um and they have different scars than we have sure. they have different wrinkles that we have 
Uh, but yet it's ministry and it's going to bring, you know, life is going to do that to you sometimes, but you can't let that, those, those things define you. You can't let that scar on your face define you. You can't let, you know, you, like you say, you have to move on. I have a dear friend of mine, uh, John Wright, and John was attacked by a, uh, St. Bernard back in second grade. Mm. And, uh, it, half his ear was cut off. It, you know, he had a scar here. It almost got his juggler vein. And this was one of their pets. And and he was out of school for a long time, you know, healing and getting better. But he still, if you see him today, you know, we're 55 years old at this at this point. You're 55, I'm 54. You're 54, yeah. yeah. 50, it's not much difference. <laughs> it feels oh, the it same. Is. It feels oh, it the is. same. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> but, but when you're still seeing that, he still has a scar. Mm-hmm. but it yeah. doesn't define him. Yeah. You know, it doesn't define him and that wrinkle, you still, still see that, but it doesn't define. So you have to be careful not to let your past define your future. Yeah. And that's what pastor Jay is saying there. And, uh, I'm so glad we record this stuff so we can go back and hear, <laughs> hear all the phenomenal things. <laughs> reteach ourselves. <laughs> reteach yeah. ourselves. Yeah. So we need that sometimes. Yeah, we do. So if, if you're going to find yourself, then you got to get rid of yourself, basically, is what, uh, is what we're learning here. But Jesus brought his authority and his power to earth. Did he do that for his sake, or did he do it for our sake? Both. Yes, he did it for both. And so what happens is we have the same, as, as the Bible teaches, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Yes. It's a, it's in us. Is it the, the do people go through what they're going through and they're not living a victorious life? Pastor Jay is because they don't have a, the revelation on the power. Um. Uh, yes, absolutely. Because I, Jesus didn't suffer with an addiction, did he? No. Did did he have depression? Did he take anxiety medicine? Nope. Because he knew who he was and he was established and he was established. He was established in the Father. Yeah. You well, know, and I, and I think. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I, I just want to run a disclosure here. We're not picking on people with anxiety and, and all this no. kind of stuff. We're just trying to help. Right. Jesus was absorbed in the Father, pleasing the Father, you know, doing the Father's will. Amen. Being about my Father's business, right? These are things he said. Right. So this was this was his this was what moved him. Right. The this is what his his goals were. Was he moved in compassion and, and did he heal people and 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 love people and, and engage with people all the time? Right? Mm-hmm. But he never allowed it to remove himself from the Father. Right. Right. So say say again what I said. <laughs> Tell me those exact words that you just read. Uh, oh, he brought his authority yes. and power to earth. Yeah. So when I say both, what what I'm saying is God has always wanted man to come back to him. Right? right. So so Jesus came to earth to do that. Right? right? He brought power and authority to earth that he could bring us back to God. Right. Right. Because because that was God's desire. That was God's heart. Right. And, and Jesus 
Jesus was was the propitiation of that right. and and stood in that gap because we could not do it for ourselves. So his sacrifice pleased God, scripture tells us, right? So it was for God. Right. For us. Wow, that's good. Right? And so in good. in doing that, it it reconciles us back to God. And by reconciling us back to God and rent, you know, tearing that veil what 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 that's symbolic of is that saying now everything that's God's, everything that that has been mine and the Father's, is now yours. Yeah, that's good. But you only get it through me. Mm-hmm. You don't get it through morality. You don't get it through logic. You don't get it through any any worldly fleshly means. Right. You get it through me. Wow. Any other way is is a thief and a robber. Right. Right. And you know, um That's we've good. we've we've talked of before that you know, the Bible promises and tells us that there will be prophecies and visions and and we will have these things, right? Yes. And and we should be we should be pursuing that spiritual level and stepping in those things. But the Bible also warns us, right, that if we're putting flesh into that, All if right. we're putting mind our mindset into that, that we can minister from the imaginations of our heart. Wow. Right? Yeah. And convince ourselves those are visions and those are prophecies and, and those are things. So what does that mean? It means I've got to remove myself right. fully right. from it or I'll even minister from the abundance of my heart. Wow. Right? And and so to to really walk in anointing and to really walk in favor, the way we achieve that and why it's important in, in what I said is is because that only truly comes from God. Right. Right. And and it's part of that, you know, deny yourself. If you're going to follow after me, deny yourself. It it's quintessential to to our walk with the Lord is right. is denying ourself because otherwise I'm going to minister from myself. I'm going to I'm I'm going to you know, speak of God through myself. Right. And God doesn't need that. Right. God wants to speak through me. He doesn't need me to speak for him. Mm -hmm. Did did you get that? Yeah. God wants to speak speak through me. Right. He doesn't want me to speak for him. Right. Right. Yeah. And and that's that's a that's a big pet peeve of mine. You know, people who go and and say things or minister things or or share things, you know, and I'm like, I, I can speak for myself. Right. Right. I don't think what you think I'll say. Right. Right. Because I can speak for myself. Right. Right. God is very much that way with us. Right. Right. And and it's also why I'm 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 very much minded that way because I'm not gonna speak it until God wants me to speak it. That's good. I, I might speak it to you, <coughs> right? Because God tells me you're ready for it. Right. Right. But I'm not going to speak it to this one or that one or her or him because God hasn't told me you're ready for it. Right. Right. So if I'm speaking something to you in confidence, Mm -hmm. I don't expect you to go speak for me to anyone else because 
maybe God hasn't told me to speak that to that person. Yeah. And, and so I'm really quick to say and, and to tell people I can speak I can speak for myself. Yeah. Right? Why? Because I I don't want to speak out of turn. Yeah. Right? I think, you're you're yeah. ready for this. You're ready for this. You're not. I've had many and, and we need to respect that. I've had many opportunities to speak for you. You know, from other people. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, what do you think Pastor Jay would think about that? Well, you need to ask him. Mm-hmm. Because I don't speak for you. Yeah. You know, do I do I know your heart? Sure. But I don't speak for you. Right. You know, and it's like, but how, how often does that happen? You know, where people are trying to intertwine a conversation into something that somebody else may not even, yeah. you know, may well, not and, even and, say or think. You yeah. Know? And it's and it's a manipulative. And I'm not saying everyone means to manipulate when they right. do that. Right. Some people just get excited. Right. Oh, Pastor Jay told me this and blah 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 blah, right. and and everything else like that. So I'm I'm not, I'm not saying that people always have bad intentions when when they do that, but but what I'm saying is, um, in in those times, my response to something like that usually is, well, here I can tell you what I think, right, and and I can tell you, um, what I feel God's response to that would be, sure. But you need to ask Pastor John right. his thoughts and his beliefs um, on that. Uh, that's how I always try to answer things like that. Sure. Or, or if I discern that someone's being manipulative, right, or or playing a ruse, right, everything else. I mean, you know how I handle things like this. I was like, you know what? Why don't we hop in the car and run over to John's and let's sit down and talk about this? <laughs> yeah. And then you know, normally you see the backpedaling really, really fast, and <laughs> and so forth. But if uh, you know, if yeah. I if I discern a game being played, right. I'll just I'll just put it right back. In if I ever see you knock on my door and you got somebody with you, yeah. I say, "Oh, it was one of those conversations." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just let's just go have a sit down. I um, love it because if if you're gonna put your if you if you're gonna put your you go put it out your there. money you're gonna you're gonna lay your money down you're gonna put it where your mouth is yeah you know, so well here's a scripture that goes with that and uh this is what i was looking up a second ago in over, over in uh, luke chapter 6 and verse 45 a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth that which is good an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil that's a no-brainer here's the part that's good for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Yeah. So the way somebody talks, you're going to hear either evil or you're going to hear good. Yeah. And then you can decide where that person is. Yeah. Because of the abundance of the heart. So so if you take a heart of 100%. Is the heart centered on God? Yeah. Or in Jesus? Right. Right? Because no other way. Right. Any other way is a thief and robber. Sure. Right? Any other way. Yeah. Thief and robber. So so are those words that are from the heart yeah. filled with, with God yeah. and Jesus Christ? Yes. Or are they filled with self? Right. Right. And, you know, it's it's usually pretty easy Doesn't take long. to to discern that. Yeah. And it and it's usually pretty easy to see the growth in that. Right. Right. Because someone who goes from talking of themselves all the time to talking of God all of the time, they've taken that step. Right. They've taken that step 
into in, in into a new spiritual level. Right. I, I hate to talk in levels because, um, but but they have they've they've taken that step out of themselves, right, and into the spiritual um, things of God. Yeah. And and of Jesus in their life, and and you can tell that from from the way they talk, you know. Doesn't take long. Um, you know, I, you know, mm-hmm. someone who talks from I and me, and and knowledge and wisdom and and worldly things and and even morality, and that's that's one of the hardest things to get church people to understand. Morality. Right? Morality. We can we can operate in morality and be so distant from Jesus, right? Because what's morality? Morality's works, right? And and you know, we're saved by grace through faith, not of yeah, works, works. Lest any should boast. Right. Right? So I don't have favor with God because of my morality. My morality. I don't have favor with God because of my <laughs> works. Right. Right? I find favor, find favor, right, with God because of my intimacy and dependence on him. Comes through obedience, doesn't it? Obedience, discipline, all of those things. But ultimately, it comes from denying self. Yes. and, And taking up, you know, the cross. Yep. The burden right. of bearing the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Right, and and so the more I step out of flesh, uh-huh. the more I step into spiritual. That's good, right? And and that's hard to get church people to understand because we've operated so long, yeah, on morality, yeah, that we've confused that with spirituality, and mm. and it's not the same thing. No, it's not the same thing at all. Let me ask you something. Coming up, um, coming up this weekend, I, I believe this is Andy and Christy Booth. Andy and Christy Booth will join us um, Sunday morning. Josh is on a much deserved vacation, and so we didn't have a piano player. And um, uh, our our group has, has worked their tails off between Bible school and 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 just being there consistently every week. So it was an opportunity to give them a week off and let them catch their breath. Um, a little bit, so they will. Um, they'll be back for our anniversary service on the sixth. Our group will be, um, but Andy and Christy Booth will be there this Sunday. So we're uh, friends that we've known for a long time, um, you know, through through different relationships, and um, we've talked about them coming and singing for for a long time, and and it's just never had the opportunity. So when this came up, I was just like, "Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." I'm going to reach out. And August so they'll 6th. be joining us. August 6th, anniversary service. Seven seven years. Paul Swinfield, seven years. Two years at, at our location now. What is the, um, anything special going on on that day? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. God hasn't really given me anything too special. We'll acknowledge it and, right. you know, and and worship and, seven and years? give praise over it. Seven years. Hmm. And, and the funny thing is, you know, seven being completion, yeah, right. It's always the first Sunday in August, right? Is right. is our anniversary, right? Right. August sixth was our first service. Really? So this year, seven years later, it falls on the same same date, first Sunday in August, August sixth. I pray for a revival to break out. 
Hallelujah. Yep. Amen. No doubt about it. I think it's already breaking. I mean, we've seen I think so. through, you know, our men group, our men's group exploded Monday night. I didn't get to be there. Um, uh, I, it was one of those days I had to be in three places at once. I didn't get to be there, but um, <laughs> uh, they just uh, came on un, unglued spiritually um, Monday night. And I was telling you before we started, it kind of led to a, a upper room like prayer uh, meeting. Wow. Um, last night at the church, and it was another night that I, I had to be in two places at once. But uh, the Lord worked it out to where we could we could do both things at the church. So I got to be part of that, and um, also was invited to to speak at um, a young men's group oh, um, awesome. that came uh, to the church, and I got to speak with them last night and had a really good time with that. So I mean, we're seeing we're seeing God move in in great ways, and um, and we're seeing people. Um, you know, step out of themselves and step into the spiritual things more and wow. more talk of God more than they're talking of self and, um, and those things. And, you know, that's when, you know, that's when we see God, mm-hmm. um, really start to work and move is when he's, Powerful. he's the centerpiece. Let me tell you something. If you're not where you need to be and if you're on the East coast and, and especially in the area of West Virginia, you know, a church alive is worth the drive and we encourage you to, to, Go to the Winfield campus. Look it up on Facebook and Pastor Jay's Facebook or my Facebook. You can see all kinds of activities that are going on between the two campuses in Gasaway and in in Winfield. We would love for you to be a part of it. But, you know, if you're not where you need to be with Jesus, you need to clear that up with him and, and just ask him to forgive you of your sins and to come into your life. And, and then, you know, the Word of God... People make it so difficult, Pastor Jay. Mm. Believe. Yeah. Those who believe shall be saved. Mm. That's what he says. Yeah. And so now there's a lot that goes along with believing, you know, living right, being obedient to God and, and letting him work on you. So if you accept him into your heart and life, then find a Bible believing church, get in the word of God, get some good teaching. It's There's so much online that you can get. Be careful because there's some crazy stuff, too. But if you if you go into any of the the things that we teach and preach, you'll be you'll have a sound doctrine behind you, absolutely. And if you need a Bible, let us know, and we'll send you one free of charge, courtesy of the Paul Stovey Live. You know we appreciate the ones that are that team up with our ministry, <clears throat> and if, appreciate the ones that support our ministry, uh, the Pulse Gasway and the Pulse Winfield and the, um, the radio station, as well as the podcast. You can text the word Pulse to 1304-244-3187. You can also go to thepulsechurch.com and give through PayPal or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 561, Eleanor, West Virginia, 25070. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and watching the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.